guys. Happy New Year's. Great to have y'all back here. Thank you for meeting us at the movies again. Happy New Year's. As we mentioned before we went on our holiday hiatus, we are coming back into talking about the 2017 Best Picture Oscar nominees. And our final movie is Arrival. So just a little background at the cast. For Arrival, we have Jeremy Renner, which y'all may know from Tag, from the Avenger movies. That's where basically I've known him, honestly. And he was in the Born Legacy. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. I haven't seen those. No. Um, We also have Forrest Whitaker. Um, So to backtrack, Jeremy's character is Ian. Forrest Whitaker is Colonel Weber. And then we have Amy Adams, who plays Dr. Louise Banks. Um, Amy Adams, you may know her from one of my personal favorites, Enchanted. (laughs) Um, She was also in the HBO short series Sharp Objects, which if any of y'all have seen that show... I think it should have had a second season. I understand why it didn't. Uh, from what I read, it was because the role was a very heavy for Amy Adams. Um, it was a very dark role, but nonetheless, a great movie. She, and she was in Man of Steel as Lois Lane. Oh yes, <laughs> I know that. I just haven't seen that. Mm. Um, and as far as Mr. Forrest Whitaker, he is currently in Godfather of Harlem. Um, which is a show that my dad's actually watching right now. And he was also in The Last King of Scotland. He was also in Southpaw, as well as a lot of other great movies and shows. <laughs> but those are, the, in my opinion, the main three cast members. So what do you rate the movie overall, Richie? I rated it 9 out of 10. Just because okay. there was obviously some... uh some things that was very uncertain to me that I did want to know. Um, but we'll discuss that here in a bit. All what, right. what about you? So I give it a nine and a half out of ten. Honestly, you guys, I've seen a quarter of the list for this Oscar nominee year. So I guess we can say that's why I wasn't captivated by some of the movies because I've seen them before. But even then, this movie compared to the others, I was hooked. Now, I don't give it a 10 out of 10 because we'll discuss this in next week's episode. But when we come to the last episode of deciding who we think should have won, there's a lot of other factors. We have a ranking for cast, for design, and for music. Mm. And there were some things in those other categories that I feel like this movie was lacking in. So that's why I give it a 9.5 out of 10. If it's story, probably 10 out of 10. But because of those factors, it is lower. But nonetheless, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the movie. So, for us, we had started it on Netflix. Um, but then we got busy, and by the time we were getting back to watching it, it got removed from Netflix. So, we did have to rent it. But this movie is a very, I would say, apocalypse, dooms, not, not doomsday. Not like, apocalyptic, where Extraterrestrial, you know, a dark movie, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's one that kind of, it's one of those movies that has a twist at the end. That it's like a sci-fi thriller is the best way I can explain that's it. That's the best genre, I'm going to say. So, to try and not recap too much about this uh, movie, um, we have our opening scene where it's Dr. Lewis looking at a lake and she's talking and holding a newborn. 
Um, and then we, it kind of just advances. Now her daughter is around four-ish and we keep seeing her get older and then ultimately, unfortunately, get sick of cancer. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she's a professor at, at the campus. Like it just jumps. Yeah. Um, and at this campus, um, she's trying to teach class and it's like a very empty classroom at that point. And some of the students are asking her to turn on the TV and there's a news article being presented that Montana's on a lockdown that there's about eight floating objects in other locations around the world which yeah. we turn out to find are extraterrestrial beings and by the time she goes home to her house Dr. Lewis now there's 12 of these objects so after that she goes back to school the school's empty it's giving very in my eyes doomsday-ish <laughs> um, very Last of Us very all the other apocalyptic shows and movies. Walking Dead. Yes. <laughs> um, we find out that the ATF is not giving out guns. And then we have a scene where some agents come and meet Lewis. And they're trying to get her to come on board with them. Because she's a linguistics professor. Like She knows more languages than we typically may know ourselves. She also... It seems like she learns how to create or adapt to languages. Yeah, it looks like it, from what we were seeing, basically they wanted her to be An the interpreter. interpreter. Yeah, translator. So when they ask her to interpret what she hears, she tells them, all I hear is growling. I need to be there to know. But they don't want to take her. And it's like, why wouldn't you want somebody who knows there, like... Previously, they mentioned, like, she's had top clearance in the past. So, I mean, it just makes more sense to me for them to take her there. Yeah. It's a lot smarter. I feel like it's a lot better for her to actually work hands-on. Because me, personally, I'm not very good with book learning. I'd rather do hands-on because I Mm -hmm. learn faster. Yeah, exactly. That's That's a good point. And after that, we're introduced to Ian um, because they end up taking her. They go... To the area in which they have that quote-unquote shell is what they're calling the UFO. Mm-hmm. And when we were watching the movie, I thought they were flying over barns. <laughs> like, I don't know, my vision isn't the best, but they were actually military tents. So they have military there with them, of course. I mean, there's some a foreign object they're going to have. They're going to have government officials on there. So we find out that the door to this shell opens every 18 hours. So Amy Adams' character and... Jeremy's included with a bunch of um, military personnel or engineers. I don't know. They go in. They start trying to figure out how to interpret and talk to them. Basically how to start it off, you know? Yes. And once they're in there, these two, like, black squid-looking things approach the screen. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Then it cuts out. Like, we don't see the interaction between them and the squid things no not of that first one no it's just basically they see them and just black out yeah i was like wait what what's going on like that's where it kind of like hooked me i was like okay i need to know now (laughs) but i get it you know (laughs) after seeing something that you've never seen before and never actually thought of like in your head like you expect like these little green men or something like something you see on tv nothing squid like so Mm -hmm. i get it it's very overbearing just yeah you know yeah and and lewis asks them like are you human and they make like a circular like ink pattern that's when they go back right yeah Yeah, okay and um 
she starts trying to approach them to make them feel, I think, more comfortable in some sense. A little more comfortable. Maybe, like, it shows them, like, oh, it's, they're not threatening or anything yeah. like that, so. Which, I mean, I agree with what she's why she's doing it, but I also agree with everybody freaking out. Like, you don't know what they're capable of. True. But what I thought was actually cool is, like, you know, they have some bird... This is one of the reasons why I gave it a 9 out of 10, just because I want to know why there was a bird in a cage. Yeah, what was the point of that bird? That's true. I don't know, but I feel like it gave her the idea, like, oh, pues, it's just a bird in a cage. And mind you, Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner, everybody else are in, like, hazmat suits. Yeah, she takes hers off, actually. Yeah, just just right when she sees that bird just in the cage. You know, no suit and like that, it's just a cage. So she's, like, wondering, like, oh... The air must be fine, so she takes it off. And then all of a sudden you see Jeremy Renner's character do it. And just you know, I thought I that was cool. I didn't put that connection that that she reflected on taking hers off because she saw this bird that was just there chilling basically in the I feel like it was one of the reasons. It probably was. Cinema is pretty good at like making connections like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Um why did they have that dang bird? I I like, really what, don't know. What, what, what was the purpose? <laughs> what was the reason? Exactly. <laughs> um, after that, the sh- you know the movie keeps going on. We see how the aliens start showing their name, and then there's this scene where there's like this sketchy military dude. A little bit after that, like it looks like he doesn't like that Lewis is there. I don't know. To me, he just gave kind of like I'm trying to. F- forget what the word is in english but like sexist uh that's what i was going for like he just seemed like he was always annoyed with dr lewis i didn't like him um and you'll see later why (laughs) so we find out they're already there a month which they honestly have progress but not as much i mean they're creating a whole new language to interact with them yeah they're having their uh computers and stuff like that trying to like mimic their design of what the aliens are like drawing whatever mm-hmm. or saying i'm sorry not drawing and then like you said they do make a little more progress after a little while longer i think if i remember that part of the movie that's when the government's like uh there getting... starts to become protests in yes. other countries yeah yeah and then the, again that military dude he's like they're like real mindfully paying attention to the protest like whoa what's this should we follow suit so he just keeps getting kind of like stir crazy i would say yeah and not long after we have lewis dreaming and hallucinating about these aliens like at least it looked like to me like she was dreaming and hallucinating about them yeah it looked like it i mean i would be probably in the same boat this is something foreign to us something your whole life is being consumed by as well yeah so then we have a scene where lewis talks to the aliens again and she asks them what their purpose on earth is and they mention offer weapon Mm -hmm. but then um we hear that china and russia have gone off the grid so the u.s does too like childish okay um and somehow it gets exposed that China heard from the aliens use weapon. So it's like, what's going on? Like, if I was just to hear the word weapon and it's like a foreign, I would I'd be freaking out. I'd be like, oh, shoot, <laughs> let's leave. <laughs> I would just start thinking that they're about to lift me up into a little shell or a shuttle. And I'm going to be like Kate McKinnon's character in that SNL skit with Ryan Gosling where they kidnap them 
And they torture Kate McKinnon's character. And then Ryan's and the other uh, SNL cast member are like, oh, we had a great time. <laughs> I, I would have heard Weapon. I would have been like, oh, heck no. They're going to come get me, <laughs> probe me, experiment on me. I'm, I'm good. Let's, let's just leave. Me? I probably would have thought of like that one episode in South Park. I, I'll tell you later about it. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, but yeah, we see that. And then we... See where Ian and Lewis go back into the alien home, but there's explosives. Yeah. This sketchy ass military dude has put explosives inside of the shell. <laughs> like, who gave you this command? Like, are you freaking like what? Like, he doesn't know if these explosives are just like a little pinch to his aliens, but now you've upset them to where they're gonna go twice as hard on you mm-hmm. for causing this disruption when there had been no altercations prior to this. Exactly. Also, something smart was the alien starts tapping on the window because there's like a window slash glass in between them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, my like, Torbichi, are they warning her? Like, are they tapping? Because Lewis and Ian are, are not aware about this bomb. Yeah. And he, the alien's just tapping. And... I guess maybe he wasn't trying to tell her that because later in that same scene, she starts writing on the wall. So maybe he just wanted her to write on the wall. Maybe. But it could just be taken as either or, depending on how you're seeing it, which is what I like about this movie because you could interpret so many scenes as, was it this? Was it that? Like the bird thing. Yeah. And me now with the wall. Like, was he warning her? Was it just that he wanted her to write on the wall to feel more connected to her? Yeah. But unfortunately, the explosives do go off, and before it can cause any severe damage to Ian and Lewis, the aliens, they kind of, like, push them. Basically, like, kind of, like, a little Jedi mind trick fucking force push them, like, yeah. with their mind, or just something, something telekinetic. Pushes them both, I think, out of the shell, mm-hmm. and... Basically... them from getting... Anywhere severely hurt. Yes, which... Causes the aliens, of course, to retract. It's like anybody would after they get, you know, it's like a dog. Like when you yell your puppy, like they're going to backtrack, you know. So the show ends up lifting a lot off the floor. Like it wasn't on the floor to begin with, but they were going up with what? Like a a lift? Yeah, some sort of lift. Yeah. Um, But now it's like way up. Yeah. Um, And after that. Um, things start going haywire. China's the first to declare war against the aliens. And um, there's just things that start, like, escalating. Yeah. And Lewis wakes up a little bit after Ian, which ends up finding out that Ian's been decoding a little bit more. He's figured out a little bit more about the circles that the aliens draw. Yeah. Um, he mentions, a, like, something saying, there's no time, many become one. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that Russia decoded, but he also decoded like spots in the circle where it's like half and time, yeah. something to do with time. Yes. After that, Louise wants to go talk to him again, but there, there's no way for her to go up there. No. And we see the baby almond come out of the big almond. Yeah. So the show looks like an almond, guys, and it sends <laughs> down its little baby. Yeah. And it picks up Louise's character and takes her into like the smoke yeah, filled and- room. I don't know, if I was her and I was in a room with people I can't fully communicate, or, I mean, aliens, and smoke and floating, I would, I would have died of a heart attack, I would have been so scared, I would just 
Yeah. Right there and then. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> your linguistics professor is <laughs> out of office. Notification set permanently. <laughs> but she ends up communicating with them and we find out that the other alien is dead. Um, which it's so weird. Like as a viewer, you're not really understanding what these aliens are saying or wanting, but it's still sad. Like, it is. This is somebody to that alien, you know? Yeah, true. So then the... Uh, is it the alien? Who's, I don't know who says this, but... Oh, yes, there's like um, subtitles on the TV where it says, Lewis has weapon, use weapon. We help humanity in 3,000 years. We need humanity help. Yeah. I was so confused with that. I, I just didn't understand what they meant by that. Like... What weapon? Who knows? That's what's kind of messing around with me, too. Until you find out, like, during this whole movie, we see Luis's character, you know, making progress. But then she makes, like, kind of little strides because she has, like, flashbacks, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And with all that, you know, it, it helps with that progress. So then I guess that was basically the gift that little twist I was talking about earlier, it kind of just makes sense now and just kind of blew my mind a little bit is when uh, she asked the alien, who's that little girl? Yeah, she doesn't recognize the little girl in the flashback. No. And this whole time I was like, well, that's her daughter. Yeah. I mean, and the way they were interacting, it seemed like a mother and daughter. Yeah. Come to find out that is her daughter, but she's seeing the future. Yeah. Yeah, and you can tell she's seeing the future because this little girl makes a drawing, and there's, like, I think a clay mold, and it's the alien, like, the mm-hmm. squid shape of it. Yeah, and then there was a picture to where uh, the little girl drew Amy Adams' character as, like, oh, what's that drawing? And then the little girl's like, oh, it's uh, something for school, basically. Uh, we're supposed to draw a TV show of our parents or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is Mom and Daddy uh, Talk to Animals show. And then it's she draws them, and then that bird in the cage is in the picture. It was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't recognize that. Yeah. <laughs> and when this little girl's talking about this, I told Richie, I'm like, I think that's Lewis and Ian's daughter. Yep. I just had a hunch. It was him. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And the little girl says, like, oh, that her dad doesn't look at her the same. And Lewis says it's because she told the dad something, and the dad said she made the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. And that more so confirmed it for me that it was probably Ian. Maybe, yeah. Um, Especially when she tells him, like, oh, my husband left me. And Ian's like, I didn't know you had a husband. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, because her husband technically doesn't exist yet. Yeah. In the sense of, like, they're not married. So he's just co-worker, not husband. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I'm like, is she seeing the past? Is she seeing the future? Wait. And we see that she, then she has a book um, about the aliens, and she's teaching about it. Like, yeah. like what's, what's going on? Like, this movie, to me, felt very butterfly effect. Robashian Kutcher. Never saw it. it. I haven't seen it in a couple years, but the way it was, like, messing with my mind, I was like, what is going on? And... When I was little, I saw um, Hide and Seek. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. With Dakota Fanning and Robert De Niro. And it's also like a psychological thriller where it's like, what is this? Like, it messes with your mind so much. Um, And that was what this movie was. Because after that, 
we see Lewis at a like what a ball or like an award show. Yeah, some sort of some sort of like uh, event. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly. But yeah, we see her there, and then we see the general of China. I think his name was General Shang, and that was one of the first people to go off the grid when everybody was getting supposedly threatened. Uh, and in that memory that she has, you see her and General Shang talking, basically like, "Oh, thank you uh, for actually calling me on my private phone 18 months ago." She's like, "What private phone? What number?" And she couldn't remember exactly because in that scene, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the general Shane's like, oh, what's he gives him the number and then tells her some stuff, just some certain stuff that basically kind of saves the present. Yeah. Amy Adams. Because he said, had you not told me my dying wife's last words or uh-huh. something like that? Like. She proves to him that I guess she can see the future. Yeah. But she uses that that weapon yeah. to save the present. Yeah. It's a very confusing movie. It is very, but if you actually watch it, it'll make a little more sense. Hopefully. Yeah. And after that, everybody comes together. You know, they all the United Nations countries help each other and the aliens leave. Mm-hmm. And they leave again the same way. That we saw Amy Adams go into the almond, covered in like smoke, kind of just like deteriorating. Yeah, because then all those almonds just disappear, mm-hmm. like evaporates. So Louise and Ian end up having Hannah, despite knowing that she's gonna die. I mean, he doesn't know that no. she knows, and it makes me think when the little girl said that her dad doesn't see her the same way, and, and Louise says it's because I told him something, and he said I made the wrong choice. It makes me think, what does he mean by the wrong choice? Does he mean, like, when she went into the almond shell, like, by herself with all that smoke? Like, some something there caused, like, a medical issue that caused the daughter to be born with this extremely rare, incurable illness? I'm not sure. I don't know. What about you? If you knew this, that your child was going to die, would you? Yeah, I couldn't either. No, I'm shaking my head no, by the way. Like? <laughs> I would not. Cause I would just get freaked the fuck out. Like, from what I see on TV and shows, whatever. Like, every little thing you do, obviously, is, is going to have a ripple effect. Yeah. Know? Yeah, it's like the butterfly effect. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they look happy, Lewis and Ian. And that's kind of how the movie ends. Like, yeah. It's pretty abrupt. Overall, I thought it was good. It was really good. It really made you think. Uh-huh. And a lot of movies don't do that nowadays. Well... They don't. This is an old movie. This is from 2017. We're talking about seven years ago. Yeah. Unless we're talking about Death on the Nile and the Oriental Express. Well, yeah. Those are murder mysteries. True. Which is always fun to watch. But yeah. I thought it was an overall good movie. Um, I think if I would have asked for more, it would have been like maybe to have a little bit of more explanation of like, okay, but what does her weapon do? What does it save? Like it... I didn't Remember, see it save anything. It wasn't really a weapon. It was a gift. But what did it save? It saved humanity. From what? Causing unnecessary war? Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, overall, I would have just liked a little bit of more explanations of certain things that confused me throughout the movie. But, I mean, it was good. This is one of those movies where I don't think they should make a sequel. I do like sequels, trilogies, 
But this one, I think if you add more, you're just going to mess it up. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it was good. Yeah. (laughs) How about you? I liked it too. My rating, obviously, like I said before, it was nine out of 10. There's some questions that did raise, like obviously was the bird in the cage and how did she get this power of hers? Yeah. how, How was she able to get that, you know? That gift. That gift, supposedly. Point. Why her? Exactly. Like, Why her? Why her? Why not Ian? Mm-hmm. Why not uh, the general? Mm-hmm. Kind of wish we did see like the other twelve shells, the other shells, mm-hmm. the other aliens. Like I want to see them like interact a little bit, or I want to see like Lu- Louise like go possibly talking to the other aliens and probably you know talk to them too and see what they're like. You know, the- you know, those are actually really good critiques. You're making me want to lower my rating to a nine, also. I think I am. I think I am. I have been influenced by your review. <laughs> um, those are some good points. But that is oh, arrival, right. guys. <laughs> um, for next week's episode, we will be going over all of the 2017 nominees. Mm-hmm. Now, this will be... It could be one of two ways. It could be a short episode. It could be a long one because we're not going to talk about any movies in depth. We're just going to talk about the ratings. Yeah. We're going to talk about the cast, the design, the music, which is my favorite... And our overall ratings. Mm-hmm. And we are going to go from least to greatest in which we think they should have came in. Yeah. So, hope y'all are ready. Come with your list and let us know your own ranking next week when we discuss who we think should have won 2017's Best Picture Oscar nominee. <laughs> can't wait. I really can't wait. <laughs> You're like, let's get done with this series, finally. I don't know about y'all, but I am on that boat. Because as soon as we're done... After we redo our review, we have a trailer episode for y'all of all the great movies that we are excited to watch for this coming year. Mm-hmm. And also after that, we will be starting our Valentine series. So <laughs> whether you're single, married, divorced, in a relationship, widowed, everyone and anyone is welcome, <laughs> like always. And we will be trying to do an array of Valentine's movies to celebrate everyone. Galentine's, uh, whatever that version of that is for boys, all of that. So stupid movies. <laughs> well, hopefully, like in the range of like Valentine's, I don't know. Like there's Valentine's Day, where I don't remember which girls are in it, but there's like a scene where it's like a Valentine's party because they're all recently like single. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, bring your hearts, bring your shades of pink and red and whatever colors you choose. And that's what we'll be talking about in February. But I have gone very off track. So we'll see y'all next week. (laughs) Laters.